All right. Uh, little post-production notes from Tommy and I here over the Zoom airwaves. Um, there were we were a little rushed and there were a few things that uh, we wanted to address. So first and foremost, yeah. this was our 100th episode, Tommy. Um, it's the close of 2022. We started this thing in the fall of 2018, technically winter of 2019, uh, around that time. And we're still doing this thing. Um, so I want to first off, thank you for being, uh, such a great co-host that drives me crazy sometimes, but I love you dearly. Uh, and I'm very grateful to be doing this with you still. I do yell at you in this episode. So yes, I, I, we, it is good to know that we are grateful for each other. I'm, I'm, I'm the mild tempered one now. Let's be real. Um, how did this happen? Um, (laughs) the second thing I, I want to say in regard to that is I want to thank everyone else. Um, we're not doing this, at least I'm not doing this for myself Hmm. and I'm not doing this just, uh, because I enjoy talking baseball with you, Tom. Uh, it's also because I enjoy the engagement that I get with people who listen to us on a regular basis or even listen to us on a semi-regular basis. Um, and, and, you know, pop us questions and throw us our, their comments and, uh, their beliefs and, and tell us that we're crazy and back check, fact check us and all of that. <laughs> so, um, I want to give uh, a huge shout out to our day ones, uh, people such as our parents who first started <laughs> listening to us, um, people who first, you know, who have been engaging with us on White Sox Twitter beforehand, uh, and, um, also people who are newer to White Sox Twitter or newer to the White Sox podcast airwaves and still support us. Um, so shout out to all of you people. Um, you guys are amazing. So thank you. We really appreciate the support. Go rate, subscribe, review. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Come on. I had that was to say good. It. That was good. But, but I, am, uh, I, I am extremely grateful. Um, that we're still doing this thing and we have people that listen to us on a regular basis. And yeah. on top of that, um, we exceeded 20,000 total listens on our going to be a hundred episodes here. Um, I just looked at the statistics. So the fact that people have clicked on us and clicked play that many times, um, just to hear our voices or just to make fun of us, even, um, <laughs> it means a lot to me. So yeah, that's really, really freaking cool. And kudos to you, Steve, for kind of pulling all that. Um, and I didn't even realize it was our hundredth episode, to be honest. I had no clue. I was just shout like, out to my pops who told me. So no kidding. Yeah, wow. he texted me. He said, I think your next one's your hundredth. And I was like, Thanks for the love, Pops. Yes, yes, indeed. And yeah, it's really yeah, it, it's it's not because it, it, this wouldn't be fun without everybody out there. That's I think that's what it comes down to, you know. It would be it would be good to, to do it with just us in a vacuum, but because we're great friends, but it's it wouldn't be what it is, you know. Um, absolutely. so absolute all the love for everybody out there. Seriously, that's awesome. Now, um, the other and we thing, are still continuing. We are still continuing. Oh yeah, no, so this we're, is done no now. Goodbye. we're done. This is no, you know, the season. This season <laughs> we'll still have a couple more episodes, and then on top of that, we'll be starting season four in twenty twenty two. I'm really glad you bring that up because people are like, oh my God, the trauma of losing locked on socks. And now you yeah. got, no, 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 no. Uh, that'd be hilarious. Just like every socks podcast folds it up. It's like, fuck, fuck Rick Hong. Fuck the CBA. We're done. <laughs> no. Um, 
Well, we, we did want to give a shout out though, to locked on socks. Um, and, and just the awesome run that Herb and Tanny have been on. Um, mm-hmm. and, and knowing, knowing that they're not done, like this is not the end of their, um, time talking about socks and stuff, but they had a really awesome, uh, quote unquote final episode on the locked on socks feed. They, they did a lot of heartfelt stuff on there. It's, it's worth a listen. It, it, it shouts out a lot of great people on socks, Twitter in the socks universe in general. Um, and you know, it, it's, it's a credit to how awesome those two guys are in general. Um, and hell, I mean, they even gave us a shout out for when we, uh, got together and did an episode and, and you, you got a, a shout out and, and <laughs> a stuttered, uh, Twitter handle, <laughs> Uh, yeah, shout out, shout, yes. out, shout out to Herbie for uh, not being able to to name my handle. Drunk, <laughs> what did he say? Drunk fan, Stevo. Drunk fans, shy stocks, Stevo. Yeah, no. Um, we love those guys. They're awesome. I mean, you guys. I'm sure. I'm sure. If you hear us, you've heard Herb and Tanny's takes on this, that, or the other thing at some point in time. They were the top of everybody's Spotify play, uh, playlists on, on podcasts on at least in the, everything that I saw, they were my uh, top Spotify played podcast. Um, and I, we just love those guys. They're, they're great guys and couldn't be more thankful for the interactions that we've had with them. Absolutely. I'm really grateful for, you know, the numerous episodes, the, the what three episodes a week that they gave us if not more, uh, five, I think they five were five for most of the yeah, time, right? Three for um, a little bit, five for most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Just giving us consistent, great white Sox content. So uh, shout out Seriously. to Chris Tannehill and Herb Lawrence. Uh, they're at 670, the score uh, doing the great work as a full-time job. And on top of that, uh, they were giving us awesome white Sox specific content through the lockdown network. Um, so it's, it's a bummer that they're going to be going and, and doing their own thing, but Hey, Life happens and, and you got to take care of what you got to take care of. Um, and, and this isn't the end of the road for them, as they said, too. Like you said, Tom, I'm really yep. happy that they're still going to be engaged on White Sox Twitter. They're still going to be engaged in, in, in supporting people as they've supported us, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm extremely, mm-hmm. extremely grateful for. Um, and, and they're just two down to earth, awesome dudes um, getting to really chat it up with them, you know, on multiple occasions, but especially on the Pittsburgh trip. Um, getting to know those guys and um, them engaging not only with myself, but with my parents too. Like they're, they're just really class act dudes. So I'm really grateful uh, that we've gotten to get to know uh, Chris and Herb um, and that we've got to collaborate with each other. um, And, and here's to more collaboration in the future because we would love to continue to work with those guys. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Well, yeah, that's, pretty much all we had to say after the fact um we've got we do have a full episode here um, where yes. we basically just get mad at each other mad at the front office and mad at uh the owners so we're, we're upset <laughs> well but, hey just just wait the michael conforto episode is coming next week and I'll we'll be, be coming even... in with all, all my level-headed smart takes and tommy <sighs> will be totally triggered by them i uh oh my god you literally just set me off again okay no we <laughs> 
<laughs> this is the this is the part of the episode where we're we're showering each other and everyone with love. So no, I'm not gonna go there, Steve. <laughs> but we, you'll get us uh, angry at each other here shortly. Um, so please enjoy the episode and uh, all the love, all the love, people. See ya. I still can't get over the fact that you give your dog like. CBD edibles. <laughs> what what is this nonsense? That is that. Do you want that is Tom? That is hipster. Oh, okay. coming to you okay. from the Get Your Dog High Studios <laughs> on the northwest side of Chicago. It's the Sons of Honarchy podcast. It's your boy Steve-O at Drunk Shy Sox fan on Twitter. And hot take, Tommy. You know my dog is not chewing your toes right now actively, so I'd say the, the getting them high part is working. All so. right, <laughs> fair enough. I can't argue with that. On this episode, we're going to talk to you about a little bi- overrated, underrated. We're going to do a little bit of uh, bones to pick. we got a lot to do in a little time, so let's get after yeah, it. And Don't let's not forget, forget to... about the MLB walkout. Oh, oh yeah. We're that's, not, that's pretty big news. <laughs> All of this is brought to you by us. We are not locked out. So make sure that um, you rate, subscribe, and review to us Preach. on whatever podcast platform you choose. Tom, how you doing today? I'm doing well. I am... Oh, gosh, this week has been a drag, bro. I like Thanksgiving was like great because I had COVID. I, I was complaining about <laughs> it, it was last great because I had COVID. I, I was complaining about it last week, but I, I, I think I realized like all I did was sleep last week. Man. Right. And so now I'm like, they're asking me to work mm-hmm. and like, that's too much, bro. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, God, God forbid Tom, Tom, you know, picks it up here and, and, and is a contributing member to society. Exactly. But here's you were complaining about having three weeks until Christmas. Yeah. So. You know, it's just like it's that stretch of time. I I mean, put yourself back in your K-12 shoes if you possibly oh can. And for some of our listeners, the, the ones that, you know, like to comment on, on our iTunes uh, Apple podcast page and give us one star and yes. yeah, tell yeah. us that uh, we're ragging on them and calling them boomers. Yes, um, yes. But, you know, try, try and, you know, really reach back in your mind and, and get into your K-12 shoes. That three weeks between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Oh, it's so long. The, you know, Thanksgiving and the holiday break, whatever holiday you choose. Do you do anything productive in the school? Oh, God. No, the entire school is just non-functioning. Absolutely. It's like cruise control, but cruise control at like 30 miles an hour. Completely useless. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that is like how I would describe the, the lull between Thanksgiving and the winter holiday break at the end of the year. Bro, so I'm not going to lie. When I drive in the suburbs, I use cruise control at 30 miles an hour. I do. Of course you do. I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Good award. No, I, uh, oh gosh, yeah. And on top of that, too, I, I just got, this isn't even a bone to pick. This is just me complaining. Our new director of special education is the absolute worst. Um, just blaming me for stuff that I did correctly. No, um, oh my God. It, it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, because I'm basically the new scapegoat because I just take it like a champ. So, oh my God. <sighs> anyway, let's talk baseball, Tom. Indeed, that's why we're here. And not just MLB The Show, which I've been firing back up on the PS4. Oh <laughs> hey, man, I still got it. I still yeah, got it. That's what I got to say. Oh, no, I'm still playing uh, MLB The Show 20, man. That's why, because you're, you're... 
2022 isn't even out yet. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad. You don't have 21, though, so they're, they're, you're just beating up on scrubs. Right? I, I am. I'm beating up on all the people who, like me, who, who are too not. cheap to, to buy the new game <laughs> and aren't super invested. So the competition's way lower, you know? And so you're kicking ass. Instead of winning at, like, an, a little bit above 500 rate, I'm winning at, like, a 75% rate. <laughs> it's great. It's awesome. I still can't hit on that game, though. It's so hard to hit. Uh, yeah I, I hate how realistic they made it it's like i want it to be like what are those games and nhl hits and like and oh yeah NFL yeah yeah, yeah. Blitz. nfl blitz yeah. and uh, uh NBA, nba jams yes yes, yes where it's just like dumb stupid easy <laughs> doing like 360 <laughs> between the legs dunks from half court oh yeah man i mean that's what makes video games fun right they're supposed to be a little unrealistic right yeah and then meanwhile <laughs> mlb is like no suffer uh, yeah, honestly suffer <laughs> something to think about too is that a bunch of these sports games don't have competition um mlb yeah. the show kind of does but wait not what's that really. the uh, rbi the that, baseball yeah, the one that tim the, anderson had, you know was, was on the cover of well let's be real they they have a monopoly basically on yeah. mlb baseball games yeah bro not as I, bad as madden though i mean i think that's the reason why madden just doesn't change from year to year so yeah yeah well, let's talk White Sox baseball in particular. Yes. Right? Um, <laughs> so this is an advertisement for RBI baseball. Tim Anderson on the cover. Well. Well. Tom, how are you feeling about the White Sox offseason so far? Um, are, are you in the same boat as you were last week? Or are you mm. starting to sweat a little bit now that you know the winter meetings are over? There's a lockout. And the only acquisitions that have been made are Kendall Graveman and... Larry, quote unquote, the legend, according to Rick according Hahn. to Rick Hahn, that's the best part about it. Is not it's no longer according to the fan base. According to Rick Hahn himself, quote unquote, the legend, the legend is back. Um, I, I, I think it's a little more disheartening because I was in the boat where it was like. Until Rick Hahn spoke, I was like, oh, Rick Hahn's doing Rick Hahn things. He's going to wait until, you know, there's no news about him. There's no news about him. And then, bam, you know, Yasmani Grandal or like mm-hmm. something like that. And not only has that not happened um, and we're locked out now, so we're out of time in that sense. Um, but he came out in the presser and said, basically, how about a trade, everybody? We like trading for people. Yeah, yeah. And it's you. You want to pull up a little little Rick Hahn <clears throat> quote? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is um, my me quoting Vinny Duber quoting Rick Hahn. So that's the most qualified source you can get. So you're listening to me quoting Vinny Duber quoting Rick Hahn. This is good. Um, <laughs> so you can't lose sight of the fact that we've got a damn good team. Of course, yes, you would think that. GM of the team that you're talking about that we're in a position to contend for a championship next year and beyond thanks to what we've done over the past few years there's ways for us to get better of course this is lawyer speak we're going to continue to try to get better sure okay (laughs) there will never be a period of time when we aren't looking to improve I love that he says it three times it makes it feel like a lie it's like we're gonna get better we're gonna look for ways to get better we're we're gonna try to get better. All, gr- all great things come in threes, Tom. Come on, <laughs> ridiculous! Oh my God! Um, at the same time, don't lo- he said? At the same time, don't want to lose sight of the fact that we're in a good position. Mm-hmm. So, 
I think the fact that he is reiterating multiple times throughout that saying, we've got a good team. We're going to win our division. That's basically what he's saying. Right. And he's saying, you know, we're never going to stop looking for ways to get better. But it, prove it to me. I mean, that's a big thing, too. And I love that you said that you're, you're a credible source. You are a credible source of, uh, <laughs> of knowledge because of Vinny Duber's tweet, who's quoting Rick Hahn. <laughs> I am going to – I'm going to say this. I have an inside source who has an inside source. And they're telling me that the White Sox are going to exceed $200 million in payroll this year. They're, I don't believe it. Yeah. I, I'm waiting for it to be proven true. And I, I pray to God I'm wrong. I pray to God that I'm wrong. I will be ecstatic when I am wrong. But I'm, I need it to be proven to me. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I would be really surprised. And we looked at some of the free agents out there and, like, the only – in my opinion, mm-hmm. by the way, there's like a couple people out here that are worth it still. Right. Carlos Ron, 1A. But, I mean, it, I, I'm with you. They, they've never signed somebody over $100 million. It's never going to happen. Yeah, yeah. It's just and never going to happen. Made, I made a tweet about that just yesterday, about the White Sox <laughs> not signing someone to a $100 million uh, deal ever. Are we um, going there? Are we going to the responses to that tweet? Well, let's go to that after. How, how about we hop a little bit here, and we hop straight into uh, our little, uh, kind of like an over-under segment, Tom. Yes. But overrated, underrated segment. So let's talk about the free agents that are still on the market and then more so really focusing on like the positional needs of the White Sox, right? So starting pitching, catcher, uh, DH, right field. Backup catcher, guys. Um, Don't freak out. We're not trying to replace <laughs> Yasmani yes, obviously, Kondal. Obviously, they still need a backup catcher unless yes. you really think Zach Collins is the answer. Where are the truthers at? Where are the truthers at? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh, second base, too. Yes. Um, but we'll we'll throw some superstars in this list too, just just for shits and giggles, right? <laughs> so overrated, underrated. Let's start with pitchers. And, and you created this list, and you went all left-handed pitchers. Well, that's what we need. That's so true. The White Sox we're a White Sox this. podcast. We don't need any more righties. We really right. don't. <laughs> Especially um, starting rotation. Absolutely. So let's uh, let's start with the first name you put on here, and he's your favorite. And I already know what your answer is going to be, but Carlos Rodon. Underrated, baby. Underrated. Look, if you're thinking about Carlos Rodon, you got to remember he does not have a lot of innings on his arm and that's and he's post Tommy John he doesn't have a lot of innings on his arm but here's the deal you really think I really think the White Sox would have given him an offer or given him his qualifying offer if there wasn't anything wrong with him like I think there's underlying medical issues right there's something that they know that we don't right that has to be the case. I, I, I'm hard pressed. I think. Well, okay. This is this is what's tough for me because he would if they had if they knew he was going to say no to the qualifying offer, they would have offered it so that they could get the draft compensation, mm. right? They didn't. Because my narrative, I want the narrative to be, oh, he was. They knew he was going to hold out for a big long contract. So why I offer him the qualifying offer if they're like, if he's going to say no and then get the. But then, of course, the strategy would be to offer the qualifying offer to get that draft compensation, and that's not what happened. So right. that's where that's what confuses me about the narrative a little bit. 
And I I don't want to agree with you, but I'm I feel like there may be truth to it because like they didn't offer him the qualifying offer. What do they know that we don't? But still underrated. He's the best. No doubt about it. Less arms than any superstar on the market right now. Less innings than on his arm than anybody else on the market right now. I mean, the, ne- right. the next I've, guy uh, on this list. I've, I was going to say, I've, I've, <laughs> let, I've let you have your Carlos Rodon rant corner for the day. Yes. So let's, uh, let's rapid fire through the rest of these. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, over, overrated, underrated. I think he's overrated just because he's over the okay. hill. Uh, Kikuchi. Um, that's okay. I'm I th- overrated. Let's be honest. Okay. Dan- <laughs> Danny Duffy. Underrated, baby. Fuck wow. that guy. He's <laughs> you really like, like Danny Duffy. I feel like he was all world only when he pitched against yeah, the White Sox. Next one, Drew Smiley. Uh, overrated. There we go. J. A. Happ. Not even <laughs> not properly rated. rated. Not he's rated. Awful. He's not good. <laughs> he's. There's no way he's gonna have a major league job, right? Come I don't on. think so. I mean, this is. The, but this is the thing. This is the top of the market for left-handed pitching. So that that was pretty much everybody, guys. That like Carlos Rodon, Clayton Kershaw, Gakuchi, who used to be on the Mariners. If you knew that or not, Danny Duffy, Drew Smiley, J. A. Happ. That's like what we have to chew from. And that, but like that is, that's it really for left. Not a pitching. ton. There's, it's not that much out there. Austin, Ro- let's move to catchers. Austin Romine. Uh, underrated. I, I think I think he's worth. Well, there's a, there's a couple. Okay. Backup catching is not an easy position to fill. Fair. I guess uh, so. You're speaking specifically as a backup catcher. Yes. No. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, none of these names. These names yeah. here. None of them are starting catchers, unless if you're bad. <laughs> Jeff Mathis. Oh, yeah. I. I mean, underrated because I like him better than the other two names on here. <laughs> Kurt Maga Suzuki. Yeah. No, that's overrated. Get, uh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Steven Vote. Uh. No. Okay. <laughs> First base DH Anthony Rizzo. Ah, that's funny. You should mention him. Um, no. Yeah. Overrated. I, I I think overrated because there's a good hitting first baseman. Dime a fucking dozen. <laughs> okay. I would Fair literally enough. rather have Eric Cosmer. I'd like. I don't know what to he can you. play. He can still play solid first base too. So, anyway, or Hazelar. That is under fucking rated. Yeah, of course. Dude. Of okay. course. He hits fucking dogs. Tanks. He hits All tanks, so man. many bombs. I mean, we're we're talking World Series MVP. Yes. Um Yes. And so he's he's gonna come with a fucking heavy ass. Oh, for tag. sure. For sure. He's gonna get paid. Yeah. Uh Kyle Schwarber. Underrated again. I think like I agree. For what he's going to give you. Look, you're not going to put him in like Left field every day because I mean the White Sox should it put him in left or right if they sign yeah. him, but okay, 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 maybe, maybe because my thing is like his whole thing he projects to be a fucking DH so put him in the DH hole. Anyway, that's where I think he's underrated. If he, I think he's overrated as a fielder, underrated as a DH. Full stop. All right, let's move to pure right fielders now. Michael Conforto. Over, I hate you over, so much. Overrated. I cannot wait to build. So Literally, overrated. I'm just gonna tease this. Next episode, I am not fully prepared to rain down on you 
in absolute wrath about how good Steve. Michael Conforto is, that will be next. He has a one hundred one OPS. Here we go. Year. OPS plus one hundred one. Nick Castellanos. Way underrated. Dude yeah. hits tanks. I just love He's the a long ball. Pure MLB hitter. Chicks man. and Tommy dig the long ball. <laughs> Those are the people groups. All right. Andrew McCutcheon. Oh, that's okay. Mm, I have a hard time on this because I think he's rated right where he should be. People around the league love him. He's a great guy. He's good at baseball. He's not great. He's washed. Oh, come on. He's washed, man. Wow. All right, next one. Chris Bryant. Underrated. I think he could be the shit for properly rated. Time. I mean, he's he's gonna get his payday, and he's very good. He's very. You, you good. who he's underrated by? Cubs fans. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Um, and help me if I'm pronouncing this wrong. Uh, new uh, guy from Japan. Yes, Seiya Suzuki. I think that's it. Seiya Suzuki. Yeah. So <clears throat> I know I, absolutely nothing about him. I looked up his slash line. That was it. It's, he's 309, like. Plus OBP or uh, slugging and uh, over 300 average career. So, mind you, it's the Japanese league. And, like, historically speaking, the Japanese league is definitely lower tier. But I feel that they've been closing the gap between competition over there and over here. Obviously, example A being Shohei Otani, who is the MVP this year in our league. So, it's like, okay, if. He was mashing in Japanese league recently, came over and has dominated. Now we have another guy who's been mashing over there and has come over and is going to... Here's the problem, though, is Yoshi uh, Yoshi Sutsugo did not work out. So mm-hmm. that was the last... So between, you know, Shohei and the Suzuki guy, there's been a hit and a miss. And so is it going to swing back? And is there going to be a hit? I don't know. Um, I would I would be interested if like the market ends up dipping for this guy. I think the Sox should go in on it. But hey, obviously I want the Sox to get big international free agents. So what are you gonna do? I'm I'm yeah. definitely biased for sure. It could be the next uh, big Japanese signing for the White Sox since uh, Tadahito Aguchi, man. Hell yeah. Uh, next one. Uh, Brian Goodwin. Brian Goodwin is definitely, I mean, if it's for White Sox, he's probably overrated. White Sox fans like love this guy. I love Brian I Goodwin. I love yes. him. I think in that and because of that, like I know for myself, I would give him a lifetime contract. <laughs> so I know he's overrated by me, but I think he's, you know, generally underrated by the league. So it could be a way that we like I mean, shoot, I, I hate to say this, but you can get him in probably on a minor league contract. Absolutely. And then, you know, get him to be a backup for when inevitably somebody's not playing great. Right, or goes down on injury. Yeah, right. it would just be, it would probably be insulting to him to have to take a minor league contract, but that's kind of the way I that think that's free agency's some, been some going. Dude, some team is going to give a minor league contract. that He's going to have to settle for that. Yeah, He's not on the level of getting a one-year deal. At this point. I don't think so. Um, okay, Tommy Pham. Ooh, he struggled this past year, didn't he? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, so, did not have I a mean, great year. It's he was on the Padres, and we know what happened to them. So, 
I think he's. I, I would say he probably overrated. It just I don't I don't trust it because he didn't do well in the NL and then switching leagues might be too much. I well I, he was I in Tampa Bay it. before he went to San Diego. Oh yeah, huh? So it's like I I just I I'm gonna take a pass. I'm gonna take a pass. Yeah, I mean his his year OPS wise he was almost he was like 85 points lower than his career yeah. average. I don't trust it. So not great. by the way, the fact that you're talking about Tommy Pham and saying that his one year dip is representative of where he's headed. I'm not. I'm, I'm saying he's Michael he's Conforto's, adequately rated. Yeah. I think he's adequately rated. Interesting. Uh, same with Michael Conforto. Mm-hmm. Actually, if anything, mm-hmm. Michael Conforto's underrated because his defense is phenomenal too. Um oh my God. Eddie Rosario. Overrated, underrated. Well, we saw what he did in the playoffs and we've seen what he just done to the Sox for the past like ever he's also atrocious defensively yeah we don't need defense steve we need dingers so um yeah bring him on down i say underrated all right let's uh switch to the couple short uh <laughs> short stop superstars that are on the market first carlos correa oh yeah it's i mean he's first of all he's underrated like he's the greatest there ever was he's a <laughs> fucking freak athlete and he's so good and i don't want him anywhere near this team adequately rated for sure i mean he's gonna get his payday once again i mean this is a guy that's gonna get a 300 million dollar contract if Corey seager is gonna get one he's gonna get one yeah dude he's gonna get a 400 million dollar contract i still can't believe that Corey seager got 10 years 325 million from the rangers any sense and it makes no difference in no there i still they're still gonna finish last in the west i I was just gonna say that like people have been like oh well no look at them they're gonna be third in the west it's like no maybe fourth maybe maybe Remember, they, the Angels were without Mike Trout for how many games last year? Most of the season. Mo- most yeah. of the season. Exactly. And, yeah. The, no. No. Just no. Nah. Texas still can't pitch. Their ace is John Gray. <laughs> yeah. Um, woof. Amazing. Um, Jonathan VR. Overrated and underrated. Oh, man. I mean, never trust a Met. Um, I... I don't. I, Can I answer this for you? Overrated. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Uh, a few years ago, he was fine. He's not good. He's not, He's not good at baseball no. right now. Uh, Donovan Donovan Solano doesn't he play in the uh, NBA? No, <laughs> no, he does not. He's also like thirty five years old. Um, I, I'm I'm kidding, but no, I I would say overrated. The Giants fans you, love him. The but fact that you even put him on this list. He's a free agent at second oh. base. The, dude, this, this Here we is go, right? the second base like options that are out there, guys, on the free agent market. This is this absolutely is horrific. This is like Jonathan VR and Donovan Solano are the best names you're going to see. And we see. got two more. Brock Holt. <laughs> yeah, overrated. <laughs> and Nico Goodrum. Underrated because everybody thinks he's trash and he's a little bit better than hot trash. He's like fine. He's not He's good. only cold trash. <laughs> Holy cow! Um, he's like gas station sushi. He's he is edible technically. Well, jeez. <laughs> well, and that's my thing here. Like the White Sox in their payroll and, and patching up the positional needs that they have at second base, honestly, in right field too. Um, even though Han is bullish about oh he's bullish uh, Gavin Sheets and Andrew Vaughn platooning, uh, and then. The starting pitching need, particularly left-handed pitching. Um, do you see this team spending? Do you see this team? What needs do you really think they're going to fill? I mean, that looking 
we just ran down that long ass list of of folks that are out there that fit the need technically of the White Sox. Mm-hmm. You know, left-handed pitching, catching, DH, right field, shortstop slash second base. The only people that are worth grabbing are the absolute superstars that are going to demand <laughs> at least, at least $100 million. <laughs> and look, yeah. it's just it, people be shitting on you for your tweet yesterday Bruh. and saying that you know just what? because you spent $100 million, while originally, you pull it up. Originally, go ahead. Well, just because... They're shitting on you saying just because you spend $100 million doesn't mean that you're going to win. That's true. But in order to play in these markets where you're looking at people like Carlos Rodon or Jorge Soler or fucking even Eddie Rosario, like shit, like <laughs> the, you're going to need to go up to that range, you know? I'm fucking if you're going to try to get KB, which we're probably not because no. of what Rick Hahn said, we're probably not no. going to get any of these guys because of what Rick Hahn said. Well, I'd be surprised at this point if they got Carlos Rodon, which they should damn well go out and get him. But I just don't see it. In this the leads perfectly. And originally my bone to pick was going to be not baseball related, but I tweeted something out yesterday and goddamn do I have a bone to pick. Ridiculous. So, I tweeted out yesterday, 10 o'clock in the morning, while I'm sitting in a PD being bored as hell. (laughs) Uh, Luckily, I got to work from home. I tweeted out, don't forget, the White Sox have never signed a player to a $100 million deal. They will always fall short of signing superstar free agents until that trend is broken. Period, end of discussion right there. They've got to break that trend at some point. And I know people want to <sighs> yeah. say, oh, they threw so much money at Luis and they threw so much money at Aloy. And what about the international signing money? And what about Albert Bell back in 1995? Nobody gives a shit about 1995. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's time to break out of that old mindset that yeah. you can't pay a player this. This we're talking Jerry Reinsdorf here. We're talking a guy that is a multi-billionaire. That's a B, right? Yeah. We're talking about a guy that has one of the best, prof, the most profitable teams in baseball because of the lack of money they spend. Right. right. You're talking about a team that has specific needs that were exposed at the end of the season and in the playoffs, end of the regular season and the playoffs. Go out and break this trend. Please, for the love of God, do it this year. Your window Mm -hmm. is closing quickly. To be honest with you, I was texting my pops about this, and I said, window is this year and next year. This year and next year. Because Detroit is fucking coming. Yeah, Detroit is coming. And you've got guys that are integral parts of your team that are going to be having their contracts lapsing. Yep. And you're not going to want to pay them all. Yeah. You're not going to be able to pay you're them. Go- all. Yeah, you're going to have to pick and choose at at that point. It's it's really I mean that's that is a really good way to think about it is like, bro, you got you got these 2 years. If you're damn serious about winning the series, the series, not your division, mm-hmm. cuz you're going to win the division this year for sure. I, well, okay, that's bold, but you're a clear favorite. Pretty, you're, you're a clear, clear favorite. favorite this year and probably next year unless if something drastic happens. 
your clear favorite for your division. Are you a clear favorite for this series? Definitely not. Definitely not. Not even an AL clear favorite at this point. Exactly. Not yet. And it's just, what's going to set you head and shoulders above? And mind you, 2019, you had the fucking Nationals of all teams win it. And Mm -hmm. then 2021, you had the fucking Braves of all teams going to win it all. So it is a situation where you can say, okay. um, Right. Spending money doesn't necessarily guarantee you a World Series. But at least put yourself mm -hmm. in a position. Yeah, at least put yourself in the best possible position to go and be competitive for a league championship and for the World Series. Yeah, Hell, even Tampa Bay did it. Tampa Bay finally broke their trend. Yeah, and they gave their superstar, their young superstar, mm-hmm. a huge contract. Huge. Yes, Wander Franco, but a hundred million dollar contract. Yep, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Right, they break the trend right there. Boom. What do the Twins do? Even an injury prone Byron Buxton who sniffed mm-hmm. the field for over 100 games once. Once in his career. He had a 140-game season. The closest he got to that was 92. Yeah. They still gave him a payday because he's that good. He is that good. Right now, you've got your really good guys, at least position players, most of them locked up. You've got Mankata locked up for a few more years. You've got Luis locked up. You've got Aloy locked up. So go splash the market. You You don't even need to... Mind you, I would have loved to see Giolito re-signed, but Ugh. he's going to test the market. Yeah, he's, that's cool. Yeah, like they I, probably lowballed him. I would love to see Tim Anderson get his big payday too. Yeah, but right now, do what you can to make your team better. That's my bone to pick, <sighs> because right now, it's not looking great, dude. I, I, okay. Now this is where you know we've we've been mad, we've been done mad at rick Hahn this whole time for what he's done and what he's missed out on right i think that's the main thing is what what did we miss out on however the thing is i'm not even surprised well okay that's fair i no, i okay that that's a good point because i don't think we should be surprised that we missed out on all this because this is par for the course right Mm -hmm. this is this is what happens this is what happens Mm -hmm. but you know, after his comments saying we've got a damn good team, we're not doing anything, basically. Even though he said three times, we're going to continue to look for ways to improve. <laughs> you're you're going to stand pat. You're going to trade a couple guys and maybe sign some minor league uh, or minor league deals to guys and s- take flyers, basically, um, and hope for the best. Now that Manekano magic is going to oh, kick in, baby. Hey, f- fuck the home run. Um, <laughs> just go hit three hundred, man. <laughs> now. Like, all that being said, we reviewed the list of free agents out there. Unless if we're not going to only break the $100 million trend, if we're going to go to $300 million, that's the only way we're going to get somebody worthwhile off this list. Because the top, like, three guys are great. They'd be huge benefits to our team, and they're going to demand massive paydays. Everybody else on the list is dog crap. Well, hey, just remember, though. No, it's not necessarily that everybody's dog crap. You could really break a hundred, and still get really solid guys on this list. And guess what? One of them being Michael Conforto. No, he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna. First of all, he's gonna demand more than that. Second of all, he's not good enough to demand more than that. I would. You could get on. No. I think you could get Conforto for I under hundred. Bro, we should I talk don't. more about that. Mm-mm. We're gonna Literally, talk no, next, next week. Next week. I Fine. cannot wait for it to be the Michael Conforto podcast. Fine, because I'm not willing to stand for this shit right now. Let's I want, go ahead. 
I no drink break. We don't have time for that shit. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you're not even gonna get a break. We're you know talking what? all the you way do through. Not have time for this shit. No, um, I have a bone to pick. That's why I'm going. There. Oh, okay, go for it, Tom. I got a bone to pick. Now, how? Okay, so we we dropped our podcast last, mm-hmm. you know, Sunday, right? Right. And we were, you know, all excited about it. Like, oh yeah, we got a good pod. We were, we had a good time recording it. Drop the podcast later that day. Immediately, immediately, everything fucking happens. Like the literal free agent market, like the dam broke as soon as it's, I feel like it's as soon as I hit like post on on the fucking podcast. You know, Buxton got extended for seven years. All hell broke loose. It was, it was, it was unbelievable. just so on like brand as, for our podcast. Immediately, folks. we're we're like outdated news it's just like go figure go fucking figure so yeah buxton gets a seven-year extension simeon off the market goes to texas old friend alert avi garcia gone yep <laughs> like robbie ray scherzer Corey seager we signed leary legend let's fucking go um <laughs> quote unquote the legend H- javi Baez gone chris taylor gone stroman to the cubs i'm actually big mad about that like okay, but look, uh, look, I am too. I'm really upset. I, it, I'm jealous. I'm a little he, jealous. I'm not yes. gonna lie. He he might be getting too much money. To be honest, he got his payday. He, that's for sure. It's, but I I will say this. I wish he was getting that payday on the south side. Yes, yes, and yes. Okay, now all of that all of that happened and more. By the way, I'm leaving a lot of stuff off the list there like all of that happened in the course of sunday to tuesday wednesday Mm -hmm. whatever now okay socks were not only not in the list they weren't they weren't mentioned in any of the news right they weren't mentioned around any of those names i mean no, not even close. I mean, it, you know, it's you see those if you're big on Twitter or you're big in following MLB rumors, you always got, you know, the Ken Rosenthal's, the Jeff Passens, mm-hmm. the John Heyman's always mm-hmm. being like this team, this team, this team interested in so and so. Bob Knight, this team, this team, boob. <laughs> you know, these three teams are all showing m- right. major interest yeah. or have given off or gave offers, you know. Yeah. You don't even hear that for the White Sox. That's that's what's crazy is like literally the White Sox were in serious talks for Manny Machado, like, and they mm-hmm. gave him an offer, mm-hmm. like, and that was at a time where there were still some question marks in regard to where the White Sox were at, mm-hmm. in regard to talent, or well, not even in regard to talent, but in regard to how they were going to perform, right? Yeah. Right now, there's zero question marks, right? Like, you got a lot of proven guys. As long as they stay healthy, you're going to have a really good ball club. You are AL Central favorites right now. Yes. So no. it's 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 ridiculous that the White Sox are not in on any any talks. Yeah, there's. I mean, th- that was top of the line guy, top of the market guy, right? Mm-hmm. There's top of the market guys out here that we could go after that would fit our needs. We we mentioned a couple of them. Now, okay, we've we've shat on Rick Hahn. Yeah. Now to give him his roses. All right, okay. go for it, Tom. So, Chris Taylor went to the. Dodgers for sixty million dollars. Mm-hmm. We got, in my opinion, essentially the same person, slightly not as good, just ever so slightly not as good for sixteen oh, million dollars in Leary Garcia. I, like, oh my god, you cannot make that comparison. Please I just do did, Steve. Okay, so Leary 
has had less postseason experience because Chris Taylor has like that was one of the main things is that he's like really fucking good in the playoffs. That's what he just you know has had that much experience and is good in those settings. Now I raise you three run dong in the ALDS. <laughs> and Leary Garcia has the same amount of postseason success in my eyes. So I hold on. Wasn't it Chris Taylor who hit the game winning homer in uh, the wild card game this year? Yeah, exactly. Yes, 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 yes it was. It's a little, little bit more. Okay, clutch. no, but but even still, okay. I I don't I don't need to. I I just want to touch on it super briefly. It's just like okay, look at the difference of the contracts. If nothing else, you're getting a you know serviceable utility man. You're getting a, a and I would argue a good one, a good utility man who who can really genuinely play anywhere on the field. He is your band aid. He is your if if in emergency break glass. He is that guy, Yuri Garcia, and you got him for three years, 16 mil. It's not it's not bad, okay? And especially considering that the other option was Chris Taylor, and there aren't really any other options besides through trade. We've talked about this. That was a good signing. Now, the problem is, if that's the only thing you do this offseason, you look like a fucking boo. Well, don't forget about Kendall Graveman, too. Yes, yeah. Which, by the way, is a great signing. So, I love like, it, again, but... Like, those, the signings that we've made are good but they're not enough and i think that if <sighs> if you end the off season now also, we got problems I, we got problems. i got to i got to say this too tom the fact that you are commending Rick Hahn for taking Larry over Chris Taylor and okay, trying no, to compare no. the two trying to compare the two is absolutely ridiculous okay chris taylor is consistently weighted runs created plus and ops plus over 100 throughout his entire career for the most part from 2017 onward right mm-hmm. Leary quote-unquote the legend Leary has exceeded OPS plus weighted runs created plus once in his career this year once no not even this year <laughs> 2020 yeah okay short season so he had the opportunity to not fall off um in okay. addition to that I, I I know he's a little bit more flexible a little bit better defensively Larry is yes he is but Chris Taylor does like I said he's serviceable in just as many spots and he's a way better bat okay fair but again it's it's the matter oh, of like God, I wish he was our starting cute... second baseman no no and you could plug no! him in the, and you could plug him in the outfield Steve, too that is not what you do that is not what you do. You're talking about you of all people are always the ones like you got to splash the market, get the best person for the position, get the best person out there. You're in your your winning contending window right now. Look, you do not put a utility guy as your everyday starter because that defeats the fucking purpose. Okay, full stop. That's not even where I wanted to go. It's not even where I want. Right to now, go. our starting second baseman is Danny Mendick. That's not okay. That's not the point. That's not the point. The point is that I am commending Rick Hahn for actually getting a utility guy. Because we could have gone into the season without Leary Garcia. We could have gone into the season without Chris Taylor, you know, w- without any of these guys, right? We could have gone into the season with our utility guys being Danny Mendick and Romy Gonzalez. Not <sighs> a good look. <sighs> okay, So having Leary Garcia is a good thing. That is a good thing, okay? Having Kendall Graveman is a good thing. Like, again, those two signings are good. Now, 
having reviewed everybody else on the free agent market, unless if we're spending a ton of money, we're not going to get any help, in my opinion. And so, again, to throw Rick on his roses, after we've shat on him, because mm-hmm. he deserves getting shat on right now, but to talk to him, to, to talk about him uh, all bad right now, I think is a little bit of a disservice because the free agent market's not perfect. It would be fine to turn your nose up to it right now. Only only because you've missed out on the people that are most important to you. Chris Taylor. No. Fuck you. <laughs> Marcus Simeon, you know? They were never gonna get Simeon, right? I, they probably not. But like that's that was the person that was most likely to help you in the most important role, right? Like that was for sure the piece that would have made the most sense. And he's not an option anymore. So missing out on him. It, for me, for me, it makes sense now to turn to trades. I, and again, this is after looking at what is out there on the free agent market. Unless if you're going to sign Carlos Rodon, which you should. Everything sure. else, everything else. What, should be what a are trade. you going to give up in a trade? That's the only problem, other than Craig, a uh, huge contract. Yeah, uh, yeah. Craig with a huge contract is not going to get you a lot back. You're going to have to sweeten the deal. So, so it's going to have to be Craig Kimbrell and. Who? Gavin Sheets? He's not so high, right? Super young anymore. He's he's like thirty it's, or something. You so. know, that's the well, Gavin Sheets, isn't he? No, he's R H Tom, maybe oh. younger. Mm. Well, okay. Do you want me to fact check that, please? So great. Now he's definitely not thirty. Yeah. My God, he's like twenty five. Hey, hey, chill, 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 chill. So <laughs> the thing though, like it's you're going to have to give up something that hurts. That that's this is the problem with. Not signing free agency, right? Gavin Sheets is 25. Wow, okay. I had that wrong. I had that very wrong. So, <laughs> um, apologize. Now, giving up something that's going to hurt is the only way to get something back in Gavin Sheets. Okay. You sell high, right? It's going to be Sheets and Kimbrel for Gene Segura. Congratulations. This is what happens when you don't go out and you don't sign a Chris Taylor. <clears throat> Steve, No. No, 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 because Chris Taylor wouldn't have been your starting second baseman. He just would not have been. He would have been a utility guy, which is which is great, and you need it. But that he's not, you would sign, you would have to sign Chris Taylor, and a second baseman, and something else, you know, and a right field. You know, you don't just sign one. No, Steve, please, for. The sake of my mental well-being, please. 100, 100, 148 games, 582 plate appearances. I don't care. Please. He stop. still had an OBP of 344. I'm proud of him. I'm really proud of him. I'm glad he got money. Slugging of 438. I'm excited. Way for to his runs career. created plus 113. I look forward to seeing him in the World Series. You know, F okay. WAR of 3.1. I'm much I, still better than Larry Legend. Yes, yes, he is. Yes, Steve, you're absolutely right, and I will give you that. I'm not going to debate it, but I'm, what I'm saying is that he's not going to be your fucking starting second baseman. I'm sorry. He's not He's not an everyday guy. He's a utility guy. He's flourished in that role. Why would you take him out of the role that he's flourished in? That doesn't make sense. Ugh, I hate you. Now, back to throwing your kind as roses because I, I just want to keep returning to this. Okay. He gets no love from me right now. Of course, of course he doesn't. And, and he probably shouldn't get love from me either, to be honest. But I can't help myself because I'm looking at it and it's like, zoom out. 
if you're not going to like the free agents that are on the list that would actually fit our needs, they're not perfect options. And if you do have trade chips, trade chips singular, I guess, with Craig Kimbrell, you should you should go out and get something in return for that that's going to help you this year. Absolutely. The big problem is everybody knows that you're looking to trade Craig now. Everyone and their mother. I mean, but so. that doesn't change what that doesn't change his value just because they know that you want him gone doesn't mean that it his value is any different it's all about selling high that's the big thing like you want to sell at your highest possible rate like and right now craig's going price it's not super high it's It's dipped dipped big time Uh, the the other thing though is that you know relief pitching is super volatile okay and in the start of 2021, the beginning of 2021, Craig was all world. He was all world. Yeah, absolutely. So insane. Okay. On the north side. On so, north so, side. so, so good. But okay. And because of how volatile it is, and you know his track record of success, Craig Kimbrell is Craig fucking Kimbrell. You think there's any way they keep him? No. Okay. Uh, I, I, I based on what Rick Hahn has said too. That's that's what it basically is. Is like he, they, I think in the in the Kendall Graveman conference he was just like yeah or no 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 no. This was this was the quote that I was thinking of. Kendall Graveman was interviewed right, mm-hmm. and they talked to him about like hey what did they tell you about your role and they were like well uh, I'm basically gonna be there to support Liam and he never mentioned Craig for sure. So, but then again that's that he he was he's saying what he was told too. Yeah, but the right. fact that he's told literally yeah, yeah, he's being nothing told by about, the coaching staff, yeah, you're going to be our eighth inning guy. And Liam is our closer. Yeah. Okay. Right? So that tells me, yeah, fat fucking chance that Craig Kimbrell's back. Fat fucking chance. Yeah. I'm just, it's a damn shame that, you know. Tony? <laughs> no, not Tony. Tony misused him. I was him. not going there. Uh, and it, it really, no, pitcher's pitch, you know. Pitcher's pitch. No matter where they are, it it shouldn't have been an eighth inning, ninth inning deal for Craig. Yeah, that's the big bummer in all of it. And you gave up a very good prospect. I still yeah. love Nick Madrigal. Laser show. Yeah. Got so him. hey, that hey, we if we didn't give him up, would have had your second base problem solved, right? Yep. Not defensively, mind you, but you wouldn't be. They've put yeah. This front office has put themselves in a position that. Is not great. Yeah. That's the damn shame. And I, I think it is really good of you to bring that up, is because we are jumping up and down, screaming and yelling that second base is such a black hole, and it w- didn't have to be. All I know is if opening day rolls around, and it's Larry Legend starting at second, mm-hmm. and Andrew Vaughn starting in right, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be livid. What if they have what if they have Carlos Rodon? Still gonna be livid. All right. Moving on. All of this will not matter. Good point. If Major League Baseball can't get their shit together. Good point. Right? So I want to talk real quick about the lockout, Tom. Yeah, we had we had to spend all that time catching up on what happened in the four days after we dropped yep. our podcast. <laughs> so to kind of summarize the lockout, 
Major League Baseball and its owners, so the 30 owners around Major League Baseball that own these teams, Mm -hmm. and the Players Union, the Mm -hmm. Major League Baseball Players Association, cannot come to an agreement on certain items. So what are the players and these owners fighting about? So from the players' standpoint, they want to talk about, basically this all comes down to money, right? It all comes down to money. Player standpoint, they want to address the shrinking share of league revenues that the average player is seeing. So the average player salary has actually been declining throughout Major League Baseball. Yes, the top players are getting huge contracts, but the majority of Major League Baseball is not getting these massive contracts. Thus, you know, the average salary going down. Um We also have um, the service time manipulation. So, for example, the Chris Bryant situation. Chris Bryant was a perfect example of a team, the Chicago Cubs, wanting to have control of him for a longer period of time so they keep him down in the minor leagues when clearly he is ready to perform at the major league level. Um, And on top of that, players and the union want to address teams tanking, for example. So... A lot of teams, i.e. the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, would be a good example. When they are absolutely sucking, payroll is absolutely down, players are not getting paid, makes for less competitive baseball, right? Obviously, the owners want to keep the status quo. Everything's cool with them because they're getting a shit ton of money, right? There's no changes, really, that owners want, And there are all the changes that players want. And owners are not giving up on this at all, which is a shame, right? There needs to be compromise. And to be honest with you, MLB, Major League Baseball, MLB, the commissioner's office, is not budging, really. They're in the corner of the owners, unfortunately. Um, Whereas the players' union, fighting tooth and nail. For these guys, um, at least from my observations of all of this, I got to ask you, Tom, if there were two major changes to Major League Baseball that you can make right now, especially in regard to the CBA, what would it be? Well, you know, obviously this whole tanking thing, mm-hmm. that's it's going to be a really, really hard thing to address, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be fully fixed with one CBA decision. Like mm-hmm. adding adding a, a payroll floor is not going to fix tanking. You really don't think so? Because I absolutely think so. It will, it will help to address. It will help to address tanking. And on top of that, it helps to address the uh, guys not, you know, the league average salary going down for the average player, right? I think, yes, yes. It'll, it'll, It'll help. I don't think that that means that Baltimore Orioles are going to all of a sudden, like, scratch together a team that's going to help them finish third. You know? No, no, absolutely not. But it means guys like Cedric Mullins are going to get their payday. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because then it'll it'll drive them to extend the players that they have already that are worth extending. You know, ex- yeah, I think that's that is fair. You know, you'll see more Byron Buxton type deals, which I think is good for the league. Mm-hmm. Now, 
the other thing that is most important to me, so there's like the tanking I want them to address and the player service time manipulation I would love for them to address. Absolutely. Service time manipulation is something that needs to be changed big time. Specific two things that I want changed are both player issues that they want changed. Mm -hmm. So obviously I'm siding with the players. You know, also these billionaires are fine. Actually, some of them are hundred millionaires. So really we should be worried about those guys. You know, some of them only have four hundred million dollars. Some of these play some of these uh owners, you know. That's really sad. Yeah. That's really sad that they only have hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. And I really we should we we should worry about their their bottom line, Steve. We should. They shouldn't have to play pay these players, you know, millions of dollars. If you can't tell, Tommy's got some sincere sarcasm in his voice. Yeah, it's 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 a damn damn shame because this this industry continues to balloon and blossom, and they're not paying the players on the field. This this industry itself is worth over ten billion dollars as a whole. Mm-hmm. These players deserve more and no i'm not i understand that money is being thrown around you know the fucking uh rangers of all teams just threw 500 million dollars at their infield you know okay great fan fucking tastic guess what half the other half of the no sorry not the other half the majority of texas rangers ball players are not even making a million dollars. Yeah, absolutely. They're making less than a million dollars, each and every one of them. Yeah, league minimum should most likely go up, and league minimum can go up if you put a salary for in a place, right? Yeah, so the... 80 mil, 90 mil. That's such a low bar. And even that yeah. is low. Yeah, even low that bar. is low, right? Well, I mean, literally, you've got teams out here that are only spending 50 40, mil, Yeah. right? Yeah, 46, so, I think, was the Orioles... Yeah, it's, right. it's very low. And guys like Cedric Mullins shouldn't be getting paid league minimum. You're damn right he shouldn't. He's good as hell. He is very good. And on top of this, too, fine. If teams are still in tank mode, throw a bu- like make sure that your top prospects, guys like, you know, or guys that are blossoming in their age 27 year like Cedric Mullins, guys are getting their pay. Yeah. You there know, like be, lock yeah. those guys up long term. If they're fan favorites, if they're bringing in money for your team, mm-hmm. pay them accordingly. And yeah, service time manipulation is a big thing. Also, one thing I would love to see, and this is a little bit outside of MLB, minor league baseball needs to get their shit together too. Oh yeah, guys can't be making twenty thousand dollars a year. That's that's nuts. Yeah, it's just not. It's right. not a livable wage. It's not right. And I know guys, the top tier guys, guys who are getting drafted in the top ten rounds, are getting decent signing bonuses mm-hmm. right seventh round pick that we've had on our on our podcast tyler johnson Hell yeah. uh his documented signing bonus was like three mil or something he's fine it's great but what about these guys that were drafted in the 20 something round still making their way through right you still got guys that are good ball players need to make a living I, and they're scratching clawing and biting you've got you know, Hall of Very Good Mark Burley, who is like yes. a 34th round pick, right? Yes. Those guys still have a chance at making Major League Baseball, and they need to make sure that they can take care of themselves before they get you know, there. They yeah. get there. Exactly. So, well, Tom, we need to start wrapping this thing up because you're going to be late for class. <laughs> Isn't that a ridiculous thing? Guys, I'm going to be done with this damn class. 
Uh, I'm going to be done with this damn certificate program in less than a month. So you won't be worried. I won't be worried about that much longer. And we can probably drink to celebrate because we'll be able to record at an hour that is acceptable to drink. (laughs) Tommy looks at me sideways when I crack a beer open before eight o'clock in the morning. (laughs) I do. I do indeed. But hey, you know, all in good fun. So in Han, we try in Han. I trust. (laughs) Don't be a bunch of cheap fucks. Have a good one, everybody. For all the owners, I love it. Bye-bye. And we will see you next week. (laughs) 